Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Um, I will always say this, it's not every place where the leadership allow varieties, where it allow people, you know, you hear from them, there are some places you be that is just from one source. And if the leadership is not around, everybody's running head scatter. But we have a purposeful leader in the house. We have a leader that knows where he's going, that is not threatened by the rising of others. Let's celebrate our Father in the Lord. Thank you so much for giving to the Lord. It's a wonderful opportunity um, to stand before you. I return all glory to the Most High God. And uh, we'll be discussing the living faith. And that topic has, we have been discussing it for quite some time in the course of our discussion, we are told that uh, um, the living faith is faith that is actually growing. That testimony is so part of the tool for living faith. We are also told that um, living faith is the evidence of an acceptable life to God. It talks about your relevance to heaven and your relevance to um, your fellow humans on earth. But today I will take in a little twist. But before then, let's read through Matthew 13, 44. Let's celebrate the media theme. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much. As I'm speaking here, they put the scripture already. So, I mean, just preach the message. <laughs> Let's celebrate them. You guys are doing well. Thank you so much. There must be some Bible gurus in there. Thank you, sirs. So, Matthew 13, 44 to 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. That which when a man had found, he hided and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he had and buy that feed. 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking godly peace. You know, okay, next slide, yeah. Who, when he had found one purse of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. You see, parables are very good. But when this parable is being said by the personality of our Lord Jesus Christ, you pay more attention. And if it is likened to the kingdom of God, it is something you must take some time to study. The two scriptures we read here talks about the parable of the hidden treasure. That the kingdom of God is likened to a man who finds a treasure. He says all he has. To acquire it. It's also talked about the fact that the kingdom of God is likened to a merchant. Who is a merchant? A merchant is a businessman. A merchant is somebody that specializes in the buying and selling of commodities. In the Bible days, both the business analyst, the caterer, whatever you call yourself, we're under that merchant. Because that is what business is about. So, if the kingdom of God is likened to a businessman, is it not necessary we take a look at what is special about this business person? So the living faith we are talking about today, the topic of this message is living faith, lesson from a businessman. Living faith, lesson from a businessman. There are some striking attributes of business people. 
When I'm talking about business, I'm talking about successful business people. I'm talking about those that have passed through the ranks and fire, that have established business, that has become, um, have become conglomerates or you know, names that you cannot joke with. There is something that is special about them. I tell you, if we can exercise the kind of faith that business people exercise, the work of the kingdom will be easy. Business people have great faith. And in the course of this message, you get to know, the Bible is likening the kingdom of God to a merchant. He said when he sees a goodly pair, he says all he has to acquire it. In the first instance, if you don't have faith, how can you sell everything you have to buy one thing? Does it work? It's not possible. It must be faith. There must be some measure of faith for you to be able to, every other thing you have worked for all your life, you sold them to buy one thing. There was a time somebody spent four point something million to buy WhatsApp. WhatsApp is just an app. Just an app. Four point something billion to buy an app. How? It takes business people to behave that way. Let's move. From this scripture, we learned that a man sees a treasure, he sells all he has, he acquires it. Why would he have to do that? Business people, one of the attributes of business people is that they take risk. And I tell you, the greatest risk in life is when you take no risk. The greatest risk in life is taking no risk. Is it not risky driving down to this place? Because some of our person have driven through that road and something happened. It's even risky to sleep because some persons also slept, did not wake up. So if you have confidence, you are feeling sleepy, you could sleep. You know, believing the fact that you wake up the next morning. Then what is it that as Christians we cannot stretch our faith? Business people can take risk. And business people, the way they stretch their faith, if we apply it to the kingdom, like as I said, the work of the kingdom will be made easy. How can somebody wake up one day, put money, open up a business? You have no idea whether people will accept it. You do not know whether that business is going to run. You have no idea how, but you just have faith. Lesson from a businessman today. That's what we are discussing. If we, if we, now another thing about business people, you know, let, let me, let me, there's, is, there's an incident that happened in the Bible that is just business-like. Ruth and Naomi. It would take a business person to take such decision. What happened? Your husband died. Your brother-in-law died. Your father-in-law died. You now went to your mother-in-law and said, your God will be my God. How? That is the best place to labor that woman a witch. In Africa context, that is the best scenario. He has killed his two sons. He has killed his husband. Why will you not say, I want to cling to you. Your God will be my God. I don't understand. What kind of faith is that? Ruth just showed us a replica of what a business person will do. In, the, in, our, in our Bible class this morning, one of our brothers said, he brought, he, he, um, there was a container that he, he ordered from Nigeria, and uh, the authorities said they were going to constipate it. I still told him, I said, after, this, after the church service, I want to come to you, tell me how you handled that situation. He said the whole container was constipated. Is that not enough for somebody to stop doing business? But the guy is still running African store. 
That must be faith. That must be faith in action. Business people have some kind of faith you cannot just joke with. As Christians, we must learn from them. We must come to that understanding that if we can stretch our faith the way business people stretches their faith, work of the kingdom will be easy. And in stretching their faith, they don't disregard principle. If you wake up, if you go online, you said, okay, let's say Rona, for example, they, wait, they open by 7 a.m. If you go there at 7 a.m., that place will be opened. But they've grown that cooperation to some extent that even if they open 6 p.m., they should get customer. But why would they have to keep to the principle? In our pursuit or exercising of our faith, we must not disregard what principle is about. I'm just jumping my notes. Yeah. The greatest risk in life, I said, is risking nothing. Businessmen stretch their faith by the kind of things they do. Also, there's a kind of faith that I saw in Daniel, Daniel 16, the Hebrew boys, three of them. They saw how the foreigners were being prepared. They said, we are going to throw you into this place if you don't bow down. And they had an opportunity to speak. They said, we are not in haste to answer you in this matter. We are not careful to answer you in this matter. We know the God we serve, we save us. But even if the God decides not to save us, we are okay. You see, when you get to a level in life where you say, if I perish, I perish, you, you end up not perishing. Most people that are so daring, to the extent they say, I don't care if I perish, they believe in that thing. Their faith is so strong. Look at it. They don't perish after all. Ruth did not perish. The three Hebrew boys did not perish. How, how, how have you been able to stretch your faith? We look at faith as it's one big thing. No. The faith is what we have on a daily basis. We practice, we exercise. You go to the bathroom, you come back. You, read, you have read about somebody going to the bathroom and did not come back. So why, why, are you, why are you so confused about the subject of faith? Why is it difficult to understand that uh, these things you do on a daily basis is actually exercising faith? We are discussing today the living faith, taking a look at the life of a business people. You know, there was a time, I, there's this, a, a senior friend of mine, he's a senior pastor, he was um, a bank manager for years, he, he retired as a... Um, he retired as, uh, what do they call them now? When you have some branches under you, regional manager of a bank. So, you know, back home, when you are retiring, that's when they now begin to suggest to you what business to start. Okay, you have to start business, maybe you have to. So, that was what happened to him. So, he eventually started business. So, he consulted me, assisted in um, registering his company. Now, to cut a long story short, he called me one day, say, how do you guys survive? He said, all my life, I've never prayed for financial breakthrough. All my life. Because when he finished university, he got the job into the bank. So every, on 25th of every month, I go to him, his salary comes. So he doesn't pray for money. He said, for 30-something years, he never prayed one day for financial breakthrough. He said, now nah, he's in business just three months. He has to pray that uh, the, the goods will, he has to pray that something will not happen. He was doing poetry then. He has to pray that the birds will not die. He has to pray that the, uh, the eggs they lay, they will be... Businessmen praise. They have great faith. It is a senior... That was what he told. He sat me and said, how do you guys survive? He said, within these three months, it has been hell. I can't get it. 
Do you understand what I mean? So, business people, there are some things about that you can't just throw in the trash. Successful one, that, that's what I'm telling you. Praise the Lord. Business people also understand the difference between faith and stupidity. There are some, tell a businessman to invest in MMM. There was one Ponzi scheme that happened in Nigeria some time ago. I was approached. I never heard about it when I was approached. I didn't know anything about it. So the guy was talking. I was, I was really interested. I was already calculating. Why I was talking, I was calculating how much I was going to put. Until he got to a point, he was saying, you know, they will give you 30%. The person that refer you, they will give him. I said, okay. So where does the 30% come from? He said, no, you know, because a lot of people are coming in, so new people will come in, they will take the... I said, that does not answer my question. That 30% you will pay me, where does it come from? He said, from... I said, no, 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 no. This thing is not... I'm not getting it. He said, you don't understand because the volume of people that are coming in, that so the money... I said, over time, that 30% will be more than the investment itself. And that was exactly what happened. That was at that, it was at that point I refused to... A typical businessman will not do that. But the same businessman that will see a godly pair and sell all he has to invest in it, we are at the same time not investing in that. That's the difference between faith and stupidity. You know, God would have started the whole world with all of us same day, same time, with the aircraft, with everything. But God taught us process. He wanted to understand process. So even in your pursuit or in your in exercising of your faith, you must understand process is key. There is process. God should have started the whole world. All of us created the same day, our children, the aircraft, everything. Jesus Christ will not have to preach. He will be preaching and be using microphone that same time. But because of process, regardless of faith, what happened? Decided to create the whole, create, started the whole world with one person. And from there we had another person. And when they started the whole world, what, what was the currency then? Today, what is the currency we are using? Process. Faith does not in any way undermine process. Praise the Lord. That you have faith does not... Look, I, I, Jesus Christ was tempted in Matthew 4, 1 to 11. After having fasted 40 days, the devil took him to the highest pinnacle of the temple. He said, man, jump down. And he quoted scripture. He said, because I know he will give his angel charge over you. They will catch you when you are falling. He quoted scripture for him. What did Jesus Christ do? Jesus Christ cannot condescend to the level of the devil. So as such, he did not have to jump. But let's, let's even reason. If Jesus Christ had jumped, will anything happen to him? No. But why would Jesus Christ have to jump to prove to the devil that he was the son of God? When it was stated that this is the son, this is my son in whom I well pleased. Why would Jesus Christ try to prove to the devil? Because you have faith, you have to prove to everybody. No. I learned of one man that tried to exercise in faith back home in Nigeria then, at the University of Nigeria Zoo, University of Ibadan Zoo. The man has so much faith, and he walked into the lion den, and the lion did not waste time to make a meal out of him. Did he what happened? He had faith now. So what happened? Did faith fail him, or what? Or God was not active then? Stupidity. Stupidity. If a lion comes, if you see a lion eating a baby, you will say the lion is wicked. No, that's the natural, that is lion. That is how it's created. So your faith does not, if you have opportunity to save that baby, you should. You can't say because you have faith. You do some things that defies principle. I'm not saying that with faith, there are some miracles that defies natural law. Jesus Christ walked on water. And he beckoned on his disciple to do the same. There are sins that are situational. 
Some things happen in the Bible that are situational. It is required of us to learn from them. Not, you know, in our trying to exercise faith, we just throw those things. No. There's, there's a thin line between stupidity and faith. Praise the Lord. Are we, are we, are we enjoy this message? Praise the Lord. Businessmen also believe in the principle of delay gratification. What is delay gratification? My definition. Setting aside your pleasure today as against the pleasure of tomorrow. That is putting something, how do I put it now? That is to say, you, are, you have $100. And there are things that $100 could do for you to make you cool. Maybe you go to Italy, you, I mean, for the moment. You choose to invest that $100. And that $100 over time will yield. And that same enjoyment you defy today, you have it in multiple food, that your $100 still remain. That is a, a practical example of how business people think. Delay gratification. Youth don't like that. They want to have it all today. They want to ride the best car at this moment. It doesn't happen like that. That it happened for somebody. You, have you listened to his story? Do you know what his grandfather has invested? Do you know the dividends from the estate that his father, brother, whatever, has built over time that you are not privileged to have? Why will you use that, you know, to determine how you take your steps? Business people understand the principle of delay gratification. The theory of delay gratification, they are ready to give something now in return for greater reward in the future. Faith does not underscore principle and processes. The reason why business people are choosy, regardless of how crazy they are in taking business decisions, but they are very calculative. They take calculated risk. They don't just say, oh, okay, you come up with an idea. Talk to a businessman for one hour. If that business is not viable, if he does not see anything in it, he will just tell you, I'll get back to you. But come with a proposal that is catching. You have your data. You have your figures. We are written up. The man will engage you immediately. No matter how busy he is, he will be ready to engage you. But most times, we want everything fast, fast. That's why the father was, because of, we, we want to fit it. And we just want it. We still do not understand there are principles. There are things that, you know, some things can come. Like now, I was talking to I was talking to my children, you know, I have a 12 years old. I said, if that boy come to me and said, Dad, I need a car. The answer is yes and no. Yes, when you're of age, you get a car. But now, you are not of age, you can't get a car. And the guy said, no, Dad, you must give me a car, otherwise I will not eat, which is fasting. Sometimes when we need a thing, <laughs> we begin to fast. Say, God, you have to give us this thing fast. We like to give him that car. The same way God will not also give you. And the guy said, no, dad, I'm not going to sleep, which is nice vigil. We begin to do vigil. We begin to disturb God. God, you must give me this thing. I'm not going to sleep until you give me. Will God give him? Answer is no. Because you have faith, you don't suspend your natural senses. Praise the Lord. You can't suspend your natural senses. You, you may get angry and choose to run away from God. It doesn't change the situation. You are not yet of age. It's just like a young lady that wants to get married. God is saying, you are not prepared for this thing. And she's saying, I'm waiting. There's a difference between waiting and preparation. You are not pre God is saying, prepare for this thing. You need to get something set. You need to... God is looking at you to say, okay, what do you want to achieve in this marriage? How many children do you want to have? How do you want to set up your home? How, 
that is preparation God is looking at. But you, you are saying you are waiting. God, I have not seen a man. So sometimes you are praying in the angle of you are waiting while God is saying, my dear, you have to prepare for this thing. Now you are not yet, you are not preparing. The same way a lady that is believing God for the fruit of the womb, when, you are, when the season comes, you must know that you must meet with your husband at that time. No matter your faith, at that point you must meet with your husband. And it's one month. If that day you miss it, wait for another month. Pray from now to tomorrow. Some things we must understand. In the exercise of faith, you must understand principle. Put those principles. God, he has the right to do whatever he likes. He does what he likes, and he likes what he does. But the Bible has given us principles, has given us guidelines on when you are in a such situation, what should you do? But most times, we just believe, oh, we have faith. We just, no, faith is beyond that. Praise the Lord. As I ran off, I just want to encourage us. As much as, as Christians, if we can look at the life, there are so many things about business people that if I start talking about them today, we will not leave time. Business people understand timing. They have great respect for time. When there's a business meeting for 2 p.m., come, come to that meeting a minute after 2 p.m., the door will be shut. Back home when I, was in, when I newly started business, you know, there was this World Bank project that I applied for. You know, tender, they will send out tender. Those of you that understand how it runs, they will put tender in the newspaper, they will put all the pre-qualification. That tender was for six weeks. And we, what we do within that six weeks, we'll be gallivanting about. It is on that day the tender will close. That's when we'll not prepare our documents and go on. So it has been part of us. So this very one, I can never forget. I prepared all my documents, get everything right. So the, where they are doing the tender opening is just five minutes, seven minutes drive from my house. So you can see that I'm justified to have waited for the six weeks before the submission. <laughs> so because my house was very close. So I prepared all my documents, sealed the envelope. No, I didn't seal the envelope. I put everything, all everything they required, have my document prepared. So that morning, I woke up around 8 o'clock. Incidentally, I had another tender opening in Ibadan. Ibadan is just like two and a half hours from where we stay. So I got another team to go to Ibadan. I was to go for that tender opening. So around 10, I just picked up the document. I said, let me just check. No, I think... Some minutes to 11, I just picked up the document. I said, let me just go through it for the final time. And I discovered that the receipt for the purchase of the tender document is not in that envelope. What happened? I called the team that went to Ibadan. They took it along to Ibadan. So I called them. They went to do that submission in NISA. There's a place they call NISA in Ibadan. So I called them. Around that NISA, there was no business center. So they have to drive to somewhere. To cut the long story short, it took them about 35 minutes to do the photocopy and scan it and send it to my email. Me, I have to drive out to the house too to go to somewhere to print it out. Before I got everything ready, it was like seven minutes on the dot to the opening. So I drove down. When I got there, as I heard the door to open, somebody was closing the door from behind. I said, sir, it's 12 noon. The man said, by your time. But by our own time, it's 12.01. Business people, that's what they do. They don't care. Have you forgotten the 10 virgins? What happened? They have good reasons. The five that went to get extra oil. Let's even look at this matter. They told the other five, he said, please, we don't have enough oil. Can you give us some? They said, no. The one we have, it's not even enough for us, so we can't give you. So you can actually say no, and you are justified. Ah, uh, no, those five virgins are not Christians. 
Why will you do that to your fellow? They ask for extra oil. You refuse to give them. Those guys are selfish. <laughs> now, they went to get oil for the alarm. Good reason. But they were shut out. Because they were late. After all preparations, it's only God that knows how long they are prepared for that moment. But because they did not have extra oil. But a businessman will know what to do in that situation. The, the other people were business people. They understand what they know. They are business people. That's why they did not give out the, what they had. So time is, is, is of essence. No, no business person makes it. You open your business premises anytime you like. People should know when you open. That's why you go online. I want to go and buy something for whole depot. You quickly check. When did they open? 8 a.m. Okay. You drive down. Why do you have to check? You should have walked there anytime. And you say, you get there, they say they are closed. No. And when it is time to close, exactly that time, they shut the place. Time. You understand? Let's, let's use that in the kingdom. Come on time to church. Come on time for choir rehearsal. Come on time for whatever we need to do. Is it not going to be better for us? May the Lord bless this word in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.